listening to the Joyful Soul Project podcast, where we believe a happy mind and a healthy body create a joyful soul. If you are ready to be more confident, seek joy, and live life with intention, then join our project. This is Heidi Linford. Let's do this. and welcome to episode 50 of the Joyful Soul Project podcast. I can't believe that we've reached 50 episodes. It has been such a wonderful experience to be here every week with you, to have 50 different topics, and to research these and learn along with each one of you. It's just been so incredible, and I'm just so grateful for everyone that has listened and has shown up and been part of the project and I just have loved it so much and I uh, realized it was 50 episodes and I was so excited and I just am grateful for each one of you and I'm so grateful for every person that has taken the time to go and leave us a review. I know that I have begged and pleaded for those reviews and they really have helped a lot and I read every single one and they mean so much to me. And to show how much I appreciate those, I wanted to read one on the air today. So I just wanted to read this really quick. It says, I've been listening to this podcast for over the past half year, and I find myself inspired and holding myself higher every time I listen to an episode. I love the approach to finding joy in this race we call life and how we see every single thing that comes up as a choice of how we portray it, not letting our circumstances run our thoughts, but using our minds and heart to find joy in every step of life, a must for seekers of strengthening your mind and soul. And I just love each of these reviews. I love the feedback, but mostly I love hearing that the podcast is helping you in your life. And I love hearing that you are applying these concepts and that these concepts are helping you have more joy in your life. So thank you for that. If you haven't left us a review, please go and do that. Uh, Not only does it give me the opportunity to get connect with you in some small way, but it also helps other people find our podcast and it makes it easier for them to be able to listen to the Joyful Soul Project podcast. So if you can take a minute, go to iTunes, you go to ratings and review, and you leave the review there. So again, thank you to everyone that's done that, and please, those of you that haven't, go and do that. So this week for episode 50, we are going to talk about how to become a loving being. So to kick off the month of February, I thought it would be fun to talk about love, right? This is the month of love. And I have to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Valentine's Day. You can ask my husband. I even let him off the hook for Valentine's Day. He's never actually bought me a Valentine's present because I'm just really not that into it. But I am a big fan of love. So we're going to talk about being a loving being. And almost every episode, I talk about love and how love wins and how love is 
the best emotion. And if we can get to a place in our life where we operate from love, that is ideal. That just feels amazing. It's going to drive amazing action in our life and it's going to get us amazing results. And so being a loving being is really our ultimate goal. But unfortunately, that can sometimes be a little bit difficult. And it's kind of hard sometimes to just walk around feeling love for everyone and love for ourselves and love for every situation in our life. So it takes a little bit of work to get to a place where we feel love all of the time. So if you think about the model, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, you can go back and listen to some of my previous episodes, but I work a lot with this model that was developed by Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School, but it says that our circumstances create our thoughts and our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings drive our actions and our actions generate our results. And so if you think about love, love can kind of go anywhere in this model other than the circumstance. So love can be a thought, it could be a feeling, it could be an action, and it can be our result. So we can feel love, we can think loving thoughts, we can do actions of love, and we can have love as our result. So it can go anywhere in that model. But today I mostly want to talk about the feeling of love. When we feel love for ourselves and for other people. So I want you to start off by thinking, what does love feel like? When you are feeling love, when you are in that state of being a loving being, when you are feeling just pure love, what does it feel like? What does it feel like in your body? How does your heart feel? You know, if if you think about when you're falling in love and that, that feeling you have, or when you look at your child and you just feel that pure love, what does that feel like? And there is actually a physical reaction in our body. Our brain releases dopamine. So we actually have a physical reaction that makes love feel good in our body. But if we are feeling love, what kind of action are we going to take? Because love really does feel good. It's a great, wonderful feeling to have. And so what action does that create in our life? If you're feeling that wonderful feeling, what are you going to do? When you look at that sweet newborn baby and you feel this amazing love and dopamine is being released throughout your body, what do you want to do? So that pure love is always going to be the best fuel. Anytime you're in a situation and you're trying to decide what to do, what action is going to be the best, how you should handle a situation, you have a tough decision to make, you want to ask yourself, does this feel like love? Is this me operating from that pure love? Or is there some fear creeping in? Is there some self-doubt creeping in? 
Because the opposite of love is going to be fear. Fear is what is going to come in there and doubt that love, that pure love. And I believe that each one of us is a loving being at our at our core. I think when we are born, we are a loving being. And you see this in little children. They are loving. Our natural instinct is to love other people and to love ourselves. And as we get older and we experience things, we tend to lose some of that. And we learn to be afraid and we learn to protect ourselves. And so we might not always operate from that love because our brain has learned to be afraid. And our brain has learned that, oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't operate from love because this might be dangerous or we might get hurt. This is a situation where we shouldn't love people. And so our brain is trying to protect us. And that's where the fear comes in. And so the opposite of being that pure loving being is fear. But we can always choose to go back to being that loving person, being that loving, pure being if we want to. So we don't have to learn something new. If we want to operate from being that pure love, we don't have to relearn it. I believe that it's already in us. We just have to make the conscious choice to calm our fears, to tell ourselves it's okay. We have to kind of unlearn some of the fear that we've picked up along the way and tell ourselves that it's okay, that love is going to be the best option. And we have to do something that we're not currently doing. So we have to calm ourselves and we have to be willing to face that fear rather than giving into it. So when we are operating from a place of love, when we truly are that loving being that we want to be, the object of our love becomes irrelevant. It doesn't matter who it is or what it is. We can love anyone. We can love anything if we have that pure love and that's who we are. And we do this, we try to reach this goal of becoming this loving person, of being love in our life, not for other people, not so we can love someone else, not so we can love our husbands better, not so we can be a better mom, not so we can be a better friend or sister or love all the other people in our lives better. We do this for us. We do this because we are the ones that get to feel that love. So any emotion that we feel, we're the ones that get to feel it. You can love someone more than anything in the whole world, and they don't get to feel it unless they choose to feel it. But you're the one that gets to feel the love. And the same is true for any other emotion, including negative emotions. So you can feel a lot of anger and frustration with someone and they don't feel it. You can be so angry at someone and they don't feel that anger. You are the one that feels the anger. And so you want to become a loving being for you. 
because you are the one that gets to feel that love. And love feels amazing. Love is always going to be the best emotion to feel. So often in our life, the most difficult person to love is going to be ourself. That might be a good place to start if you really struggle to love yourself. So become this loving being and really focus on loving who you are and giving yourself that love and compassion that you that you need. So unfortunately, a lot of times the way that we treat ourselves, the emotions that we have about ourselves are the emotions that we feel about other people. And we tend to project that outward. So if we are very critical of ourselves and judgmental of ourselves, we tend to be very critical and judgmental of other people as well. And that is not a very enjoyable way to live our lives. Not only do we feel really bad about ourselves, but we tend to not really enjoy other people either. And you'll see this with people that tend to be really negative. And people will say like, oh, they just have so much negativity. You know, people will complain, everyone is just so negative. I can't handle their negativity. But really, they're the ones that tend to kind of be negative about everything. And so they're being negative about everyone else's negativity. And we we do this a lot. The way we act, the way we talk about ourselves, the way we live our life is what we see in other people and the way we treat other people. And so if we can really focus on loving ourselves and becoming that loving person and learning to get our own back, to talk to ourselves with kindness and to to say those loving words to ourselves and to treat ourselves with love and respect, then we not only will treat ourselves better, but that will often have a ripple effect and we will enjoy the other people around us as well. So we do this. The best way to love yourself is to make and keep promises to yourself. And I talk about this all the time because it is so critically important. If you want to love yourself, you have to learn to trust yourself. You have to follow through with the things that you say. And this can be just the littlest, seemingly insignificant things in your life. But tell yourself that you're going to do something and then do it. And you will learn to love yourself and to trust yourself and to appreciate yourself. And when you do it, give yourself a little pat on the back and say, you did it and you are awesome. And I love you for that. And so... Just keep those little promises to yourself and start to build yourself up, especially if you have had years and years of tearing yourself down and saying that you're not good enough and pointing out all of the areas where you have failed. Really work hard to make and keep those promises to yourself. Make those deposits into your emotional bank account and, and build up that balance especially if you have had a deficit. You need to make an extra effort to get yourself in the black and raise that balance. There's still going to be a couple of withdrawals along the way. 
you might make some prom or make some promises and not keep them and that's okay you just need to make sure that your deposits are more than your withdrawals so that you have a positive balance at the end of the day so work hard to make and keep those promises to yourself this is going to look a little bit different for everyone a deposit for you might look different than a deposit for someone else the important thing to remember is what looks like love for you so what looks like love for you might be getting up early and exercising and what looks like love for someone else might be getting an extra hour of sleep and resting their body there's no right or wrong way to make and keep promises to yourself it's going to be different so the important thing is that you just really are honest with yourself and say what feels like love for me and answer that question and it's always about love what helps you be that loving being and love who you are and love is always going to be the key so ask yourself what feels like love for me so the next part of this is loving other people so with this you're going to ask yourself another question you're going to ask what kind of person do I want to be and then you're going to answer it because you really can be whoever you want to be it doesn't matter what the other person does so if there is someone in your life that is difficult to love or is hard to get along with and you are struggling to love that person ask yourself what kind of person do I want to be how do I want to show up in my own life so for example let's say that you're having a really hard time loving your sister-in-law you can ask yourself what kind of sister-in-law do I want to be I want to be the kind of sister-in-law that is kind and friendly at family events I want to be the kind of sister-in-law that is fun and loves my nieces and nephews and then you be that person regardless of what your sister-in-law does you get to choose it doesn't matter if she is mean to you or she does whatever it is that she does you know whatever makes it hard for her to love you get to be the person that you want to be and then you just go to work and be that person and you get to show up and be a loving being you get to choose love it doesn't matter what other people do just let it go and focus on you being you you being the loving person that you want to be so that's going to be the key question who do you want to be what kind of person do you want to be in your life and how does that feel like love for you so being love becoming a loving person is intentional this isn't just a natural thing you know some people will say like oh they're just so kind and compassionate and while it may come easier for some people than others you know we're born with some talents and natural tendencies it is a choice and we can work at it and we can get better being a loving being is a skill and the more we practice it the better we're going to get 
And as we choose those thoughts and we create that feeling of love, we will feel it and we will act from that love and we will have that result in our life. We will have a life of love and it it doesn't just magically happen. This is going to take some work, but it is a choice and it is a choice that I want to make because I want to be love. I want to have as much love in my life as possible because that's the life I want to live. That's the kind of life I want to create. And that's who I want to be. I want to be that loving being. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you guys all have a wonderful week and a wonderful month of love. And please tune in next week for another episode of the Joyful Soul Project Podcast. And until then, seek joy and it will find you.